Oh, hello. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm well, and you? I'm okay. Why we're not recording the entire pod like this? Okay. Mm, no, there's um, there's a closet in my house with a mysterious funk in it. Oh. And it's an like ongoing li- battle. <laughs> that's like the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. But the, the lion dies in the wardrobe and then it smells <laughs> like a carcass. Yes. Yeah, so that's happening. Oh, good. Uh, so real fast, this is the Papa's Basement podcast or show or whatever the fuck you and I call it. However the show identifies. Yeah, I'm John Papa Giorgio, you're Molly Heckerling. Thank God uh, we don't do anything in this life of consequence, so we don't have to use pseudonyms. That's just who we are. Yes, I, I, I pod under the name Alan Smithy. <laughs> Uh, to show your duress with the represent- with the edits made in post. Mm-hmm. Yes, I burned that many bridges. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so now that we're all done, yeah, you've got a you've moved into new digs in Vermont, mm-hmm. Molly, and you've apparently there was a, a closet, so <laughs> not an actual wardrobe, I guess, just a closet area, and it stinks like fuck. It's <laughs> actually at first I was like, oh, this is so cute. It's like a little half closet above mm-hmm. the staircase, and I was like, perfect place to put all my knickknacks and arts and crafts. And then I opened it one day, and it was like getting punched in the face with like the most foul funk, like. I don't know if if anyone's grandmother's house like just reeked of mothballs and just sort of rotting flesh, but that... isn't foul funk from Vincent Price's thriller narration? <laughs> it was a foul funk. <laughs> the power um... of the thriller. <laughs> it was quite a funk. <laughs> Um, so so I was think, like, yeah. something must have died in here. I made Jason, poor schlub, like, tear out all the boards and, like, you know, see if there was anything and there's nothing. Did you put him on your shoulders like your concert going days? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, you know, I lifted him up like a child at the Macy's Day floats. <laughs> Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade. And, uh... And there's nothing in there. So I don't know. Maybe something died in the walls. Maybe somebody was housing a a corpse in there for a while and took it with them when they moved. Um, But yeah. I mean, it's Vermont. You either had a jerking that went wrong (laughs) or there was someone dead. And uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, those are, yeah, I mean, you know, pick your poison. Um, Yeah, it's just rotting flesh with or without nitrates. The only limit is your imagination. Either way, it sounds delicious. (laughs) So, you know, it's all good. (laughs) Your sex life has never been (laughs) fixed. These these are good problems to have. Um, If you moved to a house in Vermont and there is no, like, funky smelling closet, did you really move to Vermont? Yeah, um, it's it's on the license plates, right? Yes. <laughs> the the stank closet state. <laughs> yes, that's actually where the stankonia name came from. Yeah. Outcast, the famous Vermont rap dude. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I would, uh, the only thing I could say is get a bunch of baking soda boxes, right? And like poke holes in them and lob them in there. 
Oh, that's a good one. I've been using air fresheners, but all that makes you feel is like you're covering up the smell with the smell of what I gather is supposed to be I've, the ocean. I but... have never in my life understood the concept of an air freshener. It's like, cool, we went from like shit to shit in autumn mist. You know? <laughs> like... Yeah. Seinfeld put it perfectly. It was like it combines forces into some sort of mutant funk. Well, um, I've never... There's just... Is there any logic to it? Like, have you ever walked into a puddle of, like, spilled orange juice and been like, I know what I'm going to do, and then, like, dumped milk on it? Like, no, <laughs> Only when I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, okay. With a BAC of 100.2. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when I'm protesting climate change, I, I dump things all over the place. You are just Milk, soup, orange motherfucker. juice. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but the baking soda is a good idea. Um, I've also been hoarding desiccants, which is dumb, because mm-hmm. uh, I thought I was going to do a little science experiment to see if I could use what? Putting them in your kid's cereal? <laughs> I was going to see how many I could fit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be like that famous picture of the guy with the three pool balls in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um... I thought I was going to use the used desiccants from all the seaweed snacks that we eat to see if I could make a little, like, childish homemade atmospheric water generator. Just the dumbest thing. It's really just hoarding at its finest. Or It's like, oh. maybe I'll do this with these. And it's like, no, you won't. I thought you were going to put a few in your snatch to screw with Jason's ego. Because <laughs> it's like, you can't get me wet. I don't know. What's happening? Dry as the Dickens. Look, it's over. <laughs> the Sahara down there, kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll just maybe I'll just throw those in there and see what happens. Clearly nothing bad could happen. Yeah, worst case scenario sound like it's gonna smell like corpse and teriyaki seaweed. Again, yeah. delicious. <laughs> I mean, this is how the X Men were born. Oh they were God. just normal kids in a school with a smell. <laughs> and six months later Xavier had no smell in five loyal mutants. <laughs> Turns out the smell was plutonium. (laughs) They never tell you it smells like cinnamon. That's, yeah. I mean, I really wish we got more into what made the mutants in Marvel properties. Like, it's just like Eric and Brockovich plot, but where it goes right. It's Mm -hmm. like, not every kid exposed to that stuff gets cancer. Some grow wings. Yeah, I mean, I just, it it was such an adorably loose understanding of radioactivity. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It was just sort of like, yeah, sure, or, or toxic waste, whatever. Like, you know, magic powers, not just cancer. Oh, yeah. I, I, God, I miss our lack of understanding regarding that shit. Like, when shoe stores used to advertise, like, stick your foot in the shoe, then place it under our x-ray. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, to make sure your toe bones are straight. Yeah, exactly. And then fucking three weeks later, you've got green bunions. <laughs> I know. You love seeing a person at a foot locker put on a lead vest and leave the room <laughs> to take your picture yeah. for no reason. Hold on. I have to put on my lead testicle apron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, good times. I know. Yeah. The, I, the Simpler times. And by simpler, I mean we were all just dumber. 
Um, yeah, but we, we were so much happier. We had no comprehension. Oh yeah, fucking a. I miss yeah, just some fucking plutonium tincture, and <laughs> we think that's gonna give us harder erections or something. I mean, even beyond that, I just miss not knowing that my clothes were made by children in a sweatshop. You know what I mean? At a certain oh, point, yeah. you just can't even get through the day with a smile. I mean, you uh, can always suspect it from the tiny stitching, but oh yeah. Tiny stitches, tiny fingers. And yeah. the fact that the, the clothes just reek of human misery. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they smell like orphan. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, it's like that salt water smell from the tears. Yes. <laughs> it's tears and breath that has never tasted a mother's milk. <laughs> or a toothpaste. Yes. Aww. This is the saddest and funniest pod ever. It's just orphan breath that's exactly like your stink closet. (laughs) It smells like gruel (laughs) and Mm. sadness and corpse. Mmm, Dickensian. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Dickensian. Is that what they mean when they say dry is the Dickens or something is the Dickens? Is it a reference <laughs> yeah, to Charles Dickens? Yeah, it's Charles Dickens who had a notoriously dry vagina. Yes. <laughs> never, never once got wet. <laughs> it was the moist of times. It was the driest of times. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, so yes, I'm in Vermont. Mm-hmm. Everyone is like pitying me and somehow envious at the same time, which is funny. Um, you know, uh, now it seems like a, a few people are like, I wanted to move to Vermont. And it's just sort of like, why? They're humoring you. <laughs> they are. They're just trying to be nice, aren't they? To make me not feel like a psycho for moving it's, here. It's like when your team. friend breaks his leg over the summer. And it's just like, I, I wish I had an excuse to not get a summer job. little no, right? uh, I wish I could just lay around for two months yeah. watching <laughs> Ta-ta. Everybody Loves Raymond. I'm going to go discover what a blowjob is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, discovering what a blowjob is. It's like the Christopher Columbus of sexual maneuvers. I discovered this thing. No one's ever done it before. <laughs> the Indians have done it for a thousand years. Uh, they prefer to be called Native American blowjob artists how insensitive of you yes and they don't call it a blowjob they call it the breeze of the ancestor (laughs) Uh, anyway so what's been going on with you Uh, I mean not a ton to report I tried to sit in contemplation today and the universe just clearly i must have something horrible that i'm repressing deep down inside me because once in a blue moon i will earmark a day where it's like i'm not gonna do a goddamn thing Mm. i'm gonna sit and think and write but you know just nothing of consequence and like i had three or four different lockout calls which like just never happens on a sunday no so at least I, like, angrily overcharged everyone because it's like, it's your fault I am not sacking up and writing a screenplay and moving to L.A., you know? Like, this was supposed to be God's day for yeah. me to write that famous screenplay. Yeah, so I that's pretty much been my day, and now I, I forgot that the Bills are playing the Chiefs right now. We're at halftime, and I've kind of tapped out on football, but, like, not to that extent, so... 
Oh my I guess God. eventually I'll flip that on once we're done and then maybe go for a strut. But uh... <laughs> It's like the King of the Hill joke where it's like, hey, Vickers, who do you like for the Super Bowl? The Doofy Loopies or the Jimmy <laughs> Shimmy Shammies? Actually, I like the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, which was great because, I mean, like, the I'm trying to think of what pretty much they have that football line and then the running constant is that the Cowboys suck, which is funny because, like, they weren't that far removed from, like, three fucking Super Bowl wins when that goddamn show came out. You know what I mean? Mm. Or was Yeah, I think it was three. Yeah, they had three in four years. It was insanity. <laughs> and yet, like, three years later, they're like, the Cowboys fucking suck. It's like, really? Hey, Jesus Christ, you fucking entitled son of a bitch. <laughs> went, you know, they went from two rings to five under your watch, but okay. There's just no pleasing some people. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I, it's, uh, looking back at that show, it's funny, just because, like, I, he grew up with them during the, you know, the storied Tom Landry years, Mm -hmm. where, but, like, at the end of the day, I think they took home two goddamn rings with Landry, and then, like, with Jimmy Johnson, they had two, and then Jerry Jones hated Jimmy Johnson and fired him and put in the idiot Barry Switzer. But the squad was so fucking good, they won a Super Bowl anyhow with Switzer. Oh, wow. Hence, uh, yeah, the the gag that you might not have caught, Molly, because you don't do the sports ball, as people call it. But uh, do you remember the episode where that huge piece of shit offensive lineman moves next door? Yes, I do. And then he has the dog. And he says, mm-hmm. come here, Switzer. Come here, girl. Oh, my God, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's a deep cut for the football yeah, fan. Yeah, Barry Switzer being a piece of shit. He named his girl dog, Switzer. That's funny. So, Ouch. What an affront to his masculinity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's a proud bitch, Rottweiler. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess that was my Sunday. I... Let's see, I was supposed to go to some apartment viewings today, but I clearly dropped the ball on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out what to do with my Halloween because I uh, I somehow, like, deep in my heart of hearts, completely unironically, still think that uh, Halloween for a 41-year-old is to be celebrated the way it is for, like, a 21-year-old. And if I only find the right party, it's just going to be women, like, wearing saran wrap as a costume. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's pretty much just a fucking two or three uh, child-sized snicker bars away from being a Roman orgy. Nice. uh, Yeah, yeah. because it's always the fun-sized snicker bars that make everyone lose their inhibitions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, joke's on you. If they have a peanut allergy, it'll freak them out (laughs) real good, so... Um, I, a few years ago, my, my friend had this girlfriend. She was, she was so obnoxious and condescending, um, that like, you know, even if you agreed with her on everything, she was just such a a superficial piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And she dressed up as a Playboy bunny for Halloween, but tried to pull that shit where it was like, actually, I'm Gloria Steinem when she went undercover as a bunny. And it's like, you don't get to pull the like condescending intellectual shit. Yeah, the guise of like you know, um, you (laughs) just want to have your cake and eat it too. (laughs) Bukowski when he uh, dresses (laughs) a Chippendale twelve hours (laughs) drunkenly. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. When he went undercover to show the male exploitation of blah blah, blah. I was like, just shut up. Just get drunk Fuck like a normal up. person yeah. and be an honest to God slut. Just I mean, be- was she uh was she deserving of the the costume? Was of she- course she was deserving of the costume. She looked really hot. It was okay. just more the it's more the attitude that she throws on top of it. It's like it's like it's like hotness, but in an aggressive way that's meant to make everyone just feel shitty with everything that she says and oh, does yeah. and My how she is. My flawless tits are out because patriarchy. Yeah, kind of a little bit. And it's like, I mean, I, I'm, and in principle, I'm behind that too. I mean, I am too, but for different more, reasons. It's, it's more about the way that she did it was just mean and shitty. I'm all about like, take your tits out for patriarchy. Fuck patriarchy, be a whore. Yes. Like, you know, that's my philosophy um i don't even mean whore in a pejorative let's take it back like hey whore like whatever um but it was just that she was so condescending and stuck up and elitist about everything it was all just a pissing for distance contest which kind of takes the fun out of everything frankly i don't know that's spoken like someone without a penis pissing for distance is fun as fuck. <laughs> well i guess maybe I, I should get myself a funnel and give it a try and see <laughs> yeah, what i'm missing got, out on you got some tubing yeah you know i've got some tubing and some epoxy <laughs> look i put all my piss in this super soaker and i am gonna win this thing Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would win Thank you. You uh, um, you read the rules on my pissing contest really closely, <laughs> and what a great workaround! You know, it's all about the fine print when you're pissing for distance. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you can't just rely on a penis, okay? What could I mean? Yeah, you? twelve, you eighteen don't... feet tops. <laughs> well, I also don't want to lose on some bullshit technicality. Like it went the farthest, but like, yeah, I just don't have a fleshy tip. Fuck you. <laughs> Your piss had the most spunk to it. All right, it did. don't you think know, it we didn't of, notice it. It reeks of Bogle Chardonnay. <laughs> I thought I could taste notes of that. Yeah. It has a, it has a nutty finish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my my only option right now, it looks like for a Halloween party, is like Friday Friday of that weekend is the. Uh, like a bunch of people from the main improv theater I roll with are doing like a fundraiser slash party at some bar in DC. And I really can't think of anything else I have going on, but I also can't think of anyone I'd rather party with less than that group. (laughs) Like, thank God I don't really drink anymore because, oh, would they just, oh, would I get drunk and give them ammo, I suppose, so. Really? Because to me, sometimes drinking is the only thing that makes certain social circles tolerable. I I mean, at this point, like, I just, I kind of enjoy almost acting sober. Like, I think my superpower is that I don't really drink, but I, it's like, I can drink, unlike my sober friends like Eva and Michael, mm. because I think people drink and then they're like, oh, it's so amazing that you don't that you're sober i'm like i'm not sober i just choose not to and then i take like a sip of beer and they're like oh my god i just (laughs) i don't know man like these are bunch of little fucking nudges they're just bunch of nerds we've been over this and like not fun nerds like fucking rat to teacher nerds (laughs) 
<laughs> so like it's not fun to get drunk with them and watch them lose their inhibitions because they'll just talk about something boring or something. I mean, it might be fun to see them like drink and get the stick out of their asses. Mm-hmm. Like that would be an interesting consequence. But like I, I am pretty much me at this point through all the therapy like i don't really need booze to like i can be louder me if i've had a couple i guess but i don't know the shit that comes out of my mouth would come out like pretty much whenever at this point right yeah i'm the same way i think um for me it's more like am i drinking to just tolerate the situation i'm also one of those people that like Unless I'm super drunk, I could the next day be like, oh, man, I was really drunk. And people are just like, I couldn't tell you just in quiet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. For me, I mean, even when I was, like, blackout drunk, when I would drink to that point, people were like, oh, like, you actually talked to women for once. That was about it. Mm. And I'd be like, oh, yes, that clearly back then that meant I was pretty goddamn shit hammered right there have been times where i've come home where like i was wasted where like jason could tell that i was wasted because like i'm happy and i repeat myself a lot and then the next morning like i didn't used to black out like i never blacked out and then after a certain point like i i passed like 25 or something and there would be periods where I would drink so much that I would that I would black out, and I was like, "Oh, that's really bad." That's oh, really I thought scary. you meant twenty five drinks. And no. I'm like, yeah, we all black out at that point. <laughs> we all black out and wake up at a hospital at that point. No, it was um. It was Once actually I cross cause... into double digit drinks, like there's a chance. Double di- double digit drinks, damn. Yeah, like, I don't even know if I ever get that. If you give me like three martinis, I come home and I'm just like. You know, I won't, I won't know what happened the next day. Oh, God, no. No, I mean, like, I, as I, like, so much in my life was shaped by just, like, stupid male braggadocio that I didn't really realize was bullshit. Like, the same way I would listen to rap lyrics, and it's like, I fucked, I fucked my woman for three to four hours Saturday evening. And I was like, okay, that's a baseline. You know, like, not realizing this is not something to aim for, unless you want a very bruised cervix you're coping with the next day. Or um, or you, you don't even take a moment to consider that it might be hyperbole. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't Which realize. is like 90% of rap lyrics. Yeah, and so when people would talk about, like, oh, yeah, I crushed, like, a, you know, 24-pack, I'm like, oh, that's a thing you do then, and would proceed to try to crush a 24, you know, like. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, in my teens and early 20s, like, I would say a lot of times we were getting closer to 20 than 10 mm. in terms of drink, like, and that's when, like, shit could hit the fan pretty hard. Right. Well, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. It didn't really happen. It didn't start happening to me. And I I was never a big drinker. I I worked at it, sadly. Like, who works at developing an alcohol problem? Oh, no. Um, I'm I'm 100% with you. But, like, yeah, yeah, developing a taste for alcohol took me until I was, like, in my mid-20s. Because, like, up until then, I was like, Dolchlager, like, Fireball or stuff that tastes like shit now because it's all sugar. Mm -hmm. But, um... It was only after I was in my mid-20s and I started having chronic panic attacks because I was kind of miserable and anorexic at the time. 
So they prescribed Sounds his. sexy. It was hot. It was very girl interrupted. I miss those days. Now you um, fucker. I'm Gloria Steinem as a bunny. Okay. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, why does everything have to come with a fucking lecture? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, anyway, it was only after I started taking Xanax that I noticed this tendency to black out. And I was like, wow. Well, that's just called a drug they- interaction. <laughs> No, I mean, that's a drug interaction, but like, even after I stopped taking it, mm-hmm. um, there would, there would be times where I would, I would go out drinking and have those times where I would just like kind of not remember the next day, or it would only be after a while that I would remember. I don't know if that shit changes your brain long term or if it's just like maybe I started hanging out with, you know, bigger alcoholics. Um, yo, yeah. oh, you're referring to your drug dealer friend Xanax. Like, who supplied you with more drugs, some of which were Xanax. Sorry, this is going nowhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like to keep my drug addiction separate. The Xanax yeah. was actually properly prescribed nice. by a physician. Um, I only ordered knockoff Xanax from India once and had my credit card <laughs> stolen, and I learned my lesson. <laughs> um, Xanax I had my with friend- an IX? <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, these are these are Zanzibars. <laughs> I want a Zanbar. They got a peanut nougat, but yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah. So the drinking thing. I mean, Halloween. You know, Halloween in your forties is fun. A lot of people who like really rock it hardcore in that age group that I see are the couples that go out with the really elaborate couples costumes. You know. Oh yeah, like thing one and thing two or something oh no like you know i'm harley quinn and he's mr j or he or he's you know and then it gets like really messy later when like you walk in the bathroom and harley quinn's taking it from superman <laughs> ouch yeah wait a minute <laughs> they're not even in the same <laughs> cinematic no it's not cinematic universe and they are they're both dc aren't they're both they? dcu yeah you're yeah. right i should have gone for like getting fucked by iron man yeah, because then it would be a real betrayal. <laughs> you know, true cuckolding. Yeah, no, he's Marvel. <laughs> She's getting assisted by Thanos' gauntlet. So, like, I had this idea a while ago, and at first Jason really liked it, and he wanted to run with it as a graphic novel, but we kind of never really went anywhere with it, whereas, like, a post-apocalyptic society with these very hardcore religious factions that are battling, and then you realize that they're both just, like, respective Marvel and DC fans or, like, (laughs) segmented (laughs) fanboy populations that are just, like, at war now, and they all follow different comic book characters because that's the modern day mythology really is our mythology we really yeah. are pathetic oh my god if like if, if if all of earth went to fuck and aliens came down years from now they would just think that we thought these things were gods like they worship the hulk i don't understand oh, yeah. like you know it's, mark Ruffalo's really, not even that big <laughs> it's a it's a pantheon the likes of i mean i i hope it passes soon because it really has gotten so fucking weird and i mean it's not to say like this level of fandom didn't exist before in more niche ways i mean fucking dimebag daryl's buried in a kiss coffin for god's sake oh my god that's awesome i know people who would be buried in a kiss coffin yeah i mean oh god gene simmons does not charge a small amount for those fuckers he's the king of marketing he really is he he actually trademarked that catchphrase we're gonna get sued (laughs) Just, that's funny 
Um, yeah. And I mean, he used to always go on Conan and plug his shit. I know if you want to know what a shill he is, I know that the kiss coffin is also waterproof and can be used as a cooler at barbecues. (laughs) Oh my God. That's hilarious for the real emo goth kiss fan. Yeah. Or if you want to be buried at sea, like a Viking funeral. Why wait for death to enjoy this coffin? I mean, if you're going to cough up that much money yeah. for it, may as well use it as much as humanly possible before you die. My Gene Simmons impression is also pretty goddamn close to my Damone impression. <laughs> oh, well. Well, they're the same guy. Yeah, exactly. My facial blindness just tells They're both swarthy. It's the same guy. <laughs> swarthy. Possibly a text with Shannon Tweed. Who knows? Yeah, I can't. Possibly Jewish. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Well, Gene Simmons definitely. I don't know about. Oh Robert God, Simmons. Gene Simmons was from fucking Israel, man. He was like studying to be a rabbi. Oh my God, that's funny. They should do like a modern day version of um, the jazz singer with mm-hmm. Gene Simmons telling his orthodox Israeli cantor grandfather that he wants to play rock and roll music. <laughs> that would be incredible. Anything to get that episode redone on The Simpsons. That's all I care about. <laughs> Oh man, it's the one. It's the one merchandising thing Gene Simmons hasn't done yet is branch out into movies. Oh, he tried for a time. Oh, they did make a movie, didn't they? They made a Kiss. Well, they, movie. Had, they had several horrible movies. I think like Kiss meets the Phantom of the Opera, or no, Kiss meets the Phantom of the Funhouse, or some shit. Mm-hmm. Horrible, yeah. horrible movie. Like apparently, uh, Ace Freely, their guitarist, was just like fall down drunk for the entire recording of that i love uh, that he's always fucking wasted where it's just like in an interview and he's like oh, hey he's... look it's rock and roll oh yeah i mean like it really it could not have gone more down to like the nuts and bolts stereotypes in kiss where like you had uh fucking gene simmons and paul stanley like the two jewish control freak masterminds who were dead sober and then peter chris and ace freely the two goy fucking alcoholic drug user peace love rock who didn't have writing credits on shit and then were like kicked out of the band and then just replaced by two people who like worked for scale you know like so if you want to hear something really crazy well two things okay first of all this is funny my mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend who was older once had a nightmare that I cheated on him with Ace Frehley. Oh, God. Which is funny because it's the you only... Jim Norton? <laughs> Look, it was John Cougar Mellencamp. Don't judge me. Was it during um, the phase when he had all three names or was it John Mellencamp or John Cougar? <laughs> it was all three of them. Okay. Um, and then the other thing was I heard a rumor. This is a blind item. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two dish. <laughs> I'm turning you into <laughs> head a hopper now. Um, that uh, that um, Paul Stanley has a kid with his sister or Get something the like fuck that. Fuck out! I also <laughs> heard that on the playground. <laughs> you did? Yeah, and you won't believe what they said about Marilyn Manson's ribs. <laughs> They said they removed two of his ribs just so he could sing better because make more room for his diaphragm. Oh, thank God. I heard something else entirely. Uh, He's a professional. I will. I don't know how this became an episode about Kiss, but let's roll with it. Your (laughs) random factoids. I know there was a time, I think, when he tried to act 
that uh, Jean was dating Diana Ross. Oh, my God. I know that Paul Stanley has one super fucked up, like, cauliflower ear. Oh, really? Yeah, and if you, like, wanted to name a punk hardcore band, Paul Stanley's ear would be a great name. But, like, Google <laughs> that as well. You'll get some weird hits. I think cauliflower ear is a good one. I can't imagine that being taken. That's more like a punk pop band name. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. That's more like an OK Go sounding. Yeah. Paul Stanley in general just reminds me very much of B. Arthur. Like, if you told like, I feel if you just swapped their hair, he would pretty much have the same fucking person. Yeah. He's, he's the B. Arthur. Ace Freely is the Betty White. Oh, God. Do you ever watch the, uh, oh, shit. What's his, uh, Paul Lind. Have you ever watched his Halloween special? No, but I love him. Oh, I well, that do. Well, I just love Kiss. him in the thing I've seen. Oh, it does? Yeah, Kiss just performs. I forget. It might have been like Detroit Rock City. It might have been like Destroyer era. They do that. Yeah. That's so funny. I can't imagine Paul Lynn being like, okay, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Play us. Play us. Play a little bit. Twelve out for summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Alice Cooper. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, shit, it is. <laughs> I thought you were just <laughs> illustrating him as hilarious. I should have just run with it. God damn it. Uh, yeah, I Kiss is one of those acts that, like, every fucking metal band I grew up listening to was like, Kiss is the tits. I fucking worship them. I have never been exposed to a band that goddamn disappointed <laughs> me more than Kiss. Like, they just, like... I don't bag on many musical acts. You know, like, I'm usually like, yeah, I can get the fucking appeal. Like, God's sake, there's a Justin Bieber song called Stay that he did with some other guy that I fucking love. Uh, but, like, Kiss genuinely, <laughs> most of their songs eat shit. We kind of do, yeah. It's all about the makeup and the spectacle. It really was, yeah. I guess they were a motherfuck of a live show in the day, you know, with the, the kabuki makeup and the flames well, yeah. and crap. You're wearing, like, eight-foot-tall platforms. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are just happy they can see you. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, it was the 70s. It was just, like, I imagine, like, cocaine just being blown into the audience with, like, massive fans. Um, <laughs> they yeah. had the sparklers on their guitars that were just loaded with cocaine projectiles. Yeah. <laughs> just anyone <laughs> looked like they were having a downtime in the audience. Like, Ace would level his guitar and just pop a cocaine round right in their yapper. Uh, but there was like a whole Family Guy episode devoted to Kiss and how much Peter loved Kiss and chasing Kiss around and oh, um, like the kids, the dudes of the seventies, like that was their marvel. I think, like, I guess I should specify the dudes that like weren't getting it. I think the guys that were getting laid listened to whatever the fuck else. But like Kiss, I would have been so into Kiss had I been like 10 years, 15 years younger. You know, I feel like it was just one of those eras where like any guy who was remotely emo or depressed or angry just like saw Kiss or Alice Cooper and they were like black eyeliner. Yes, this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like knowing that Trey Parker was like in high school probably like obsessed with Robert Smith and the Cure and you can just imagine like chubby high school Trey Parker probably like in his room in a like, you know, button-down shirt untucked like, you know, wearing black eyeliner and lipstick and just being sad. Mm -hmm. I love it. And beating it to a picture of your friend as Gloria Steinem. 
Yeah. <laughs> as a fetus. Yes. <laughs> Feeding it to an actual picture of Gloria Steinem as a bunny because she was hot. But it's also, yeah. Oh, she was. Like oh, yeah. It was, yeah, no, it's just, it was just the annoyance of the, like, I don't even object to the thing in principle. It's more the way that this person went about everything. That oh, yeah. Like, gotcha. Out. You thought I would, you know, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, here comes the, you know, haughty lecture accompanying this thing that should have just been fun and casual. Yeah, that's fucking um, Halloween. Not all lectures. Do. Your boyfriend is dressed as the Flash. Get over your fucking <laughs> self. Yeah. And it's Peter Chris. That's yeah. Your... <laughs> and you're his sister. <laughs> no, that's Paul Stanley. Yeah. I get everyone mixed up. Oh, I mean, they all, they all kind of look I'm like. like that old Jewish woman who was like, who's that person? You know, the one. The one know. with the dragon makeup <laughs> and the whiskers. I don't know. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. He had his George star. Jetson. <laughs> yeah. He had a flying car. And yeah. he had sex with Detroit City or something. <laughs> It's just the loosest sketch work of the world around me. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, okay, so for Halloween, what, so, I mean, aside from, you know, who you'll end up being with and getting drunk with, like, did you have any costume ideas or were you just going to sort of yes and the whole thing? I I so rarely like a successful costume out of my ass like I want to say maybe god at this point 11 12 years ago uh, I was working at a sports radio station and I might have been like when the Giants last won the World Series or the next to the last win and they had a fucking closer I'm going to say his name was Brian Wilson but I'm really sure I'm wrong and I know that's also the Beach Boys guy like I'm not stroking <laughs> um, and like he had uh, he was like their closer he would kind of do like a Wolverine weapon X thing if he got a strikeout and cross his arms but he had like a big fucking beard and so like I had like a, a Fugazi Giants jersey printed up and I wore that and I just had a glove and that was a hit and then a couple of years later like I had a fake Kenny Powers jersey printed up and again busted out a glove and ball um and then after that i didn't do shit for like 10 years because i was like really fat and (laughs) but uh those are when you could do the best costumes that's true like i could have just actually done the uh no i'm not a chippendale i'm chris farley as a chippendale (laughs) no you assumed i was chris farley i was actually uh patrick swayze as a Chippendale, but it says a lot that you assume I was Chris Farley just because I'm a fat unfuckable lard. Yeah, you know, I'm taking a swipe at the matriarchy. Yeah, okay. Uh, you've really uh, shown your true colors, but still, I'll fuck you if you aren't. <laughs> Please. Oh, man. Uh, okay. The healing begins one cream pie at a um so last last year i i don't know when i got it in my head to do the the steve buscemi how do you do i think it's because like i realized i had like a maroon hoodie and i was like and and you just felt so old (laughs) yeah and i was like what i need like the red hat turned around and Mm -hmm. i need like the music band t-shirt and i ordered like a 
little skateboard from Amazon, which I then just returned after Halloween. Uh, and that was, interestingly enough, that was the first time I guess I had lost enough weight that like people, maybe I hadn't posted a photo of myself in months, but like, I cannot tell you how many women who are, you know, like my friends in my life, like either like tweeted at me or like DM'd me like, damn, you look good. And like so many of them were also into the backwards hat aspect of it. And I'm just like, I cannot tell you how many conveyed that the backwards hat thing was an attractive look. And I'm like, this is how Fred Durst happened in the dunces. Like, yeah. They're like, ooh, would you leave the cap on? <laughs> yeah, leave on the cap and the Crocs. You know, when it's turned forward, you're just a normal average 40-year-old guy. But when it's backwards, all of a sudden it's like, ooh. Yeah. Fred Durst energy. <laughs> is, this man, is this man a rap singer? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I may just bust that out again. I already have pretty much everything. Just have to pick up a little fucking skateboard, which is not in high demand last I checked. Uh, I don't think you should go into reruns. I have an I have an outfit suggestion for you. This is actually one that. So I also like had a streak of like a couple good Halloween outfits when I was like I don't know college early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, they all had to be premeditated because there's been other times where like after Harper was born, uh, you know, my mom offered to watch her and Jason and I went out for Halloween and like I didn't even dress as anything. I just wanted to fucking dress up because it's like we're leaving the house. Mm-hmm. I just dressed like a gothy fucking pirate or something. Um, so that's I tough. like that your your mom wouldn't babysit <laughs> until Halloween. Like at that point, she's like, "Fine, it's Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween. You want to see Gilbert Gottfried? Go ahead. Go to Caroline's. <laughs> dress like an idiot. I don't care." Um, <laughs> No, but like, and then, you know, any kid corresponding costume since then, but the ones that did well, you know, in college, one was I, I dressed as a, this isn't for you. This was like, I had a white pleated dress that mm-hmm. looked sort of cottony and I wore a red bra over it and I went as like a bloody tampon. I was going to say nice. Yeah. And then after that, this is a real simple thing. This is for you if you want to do it is, um, I went as a douche bag and all I had to do was take like a white garbage bag and, you know, poke a head hole and armholes in it and make myself like a coney looking hat. (laughs) So a white cone hat and then a white robe. Interesting. I mean, like you could like see my face and I wrote douche clearly on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't look like a KKK member. If anything, I probably looked like a broke-ass tin man or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could even just do, like, a white plastic funnel. I Yeah. Or, no, yeah. it's got, like, a rubber tip, doesn't it? I had also never used a douchebag at that point, so I kind of had no idea. I mean, look, like. there, there are not many boundaries between my very codependent <laughs> mother and I, but I have never douched her. <laughs> I can't say that I know. <laughs> You're describing it kind of like an icing bag, though, from what I gather. Yeah, well, that's what I thought it looked like. <laughs> yeah, just an icing bag filled with salt and vinegar. Or is Basically, that how you right. clean a penny? <laughs> Look, it's hydrodynamics. It's not complicated. Just anything to shoot it up in there. 
<laughs> like I could MacGyver one together myself, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just picturing you like spread eagle on the floor now with one inside you. <laughs> like, all right, on three, Jason, jump in this. I need a, I need a shot up inside of me. <laughs> I actually still have never used one because I hear they're quite bad for you. I don't know how many female listeners you have, but they're not supposed to be. Apparently um, shooting vinegar into your cooter isn't a great idea. Like, Sarah and Brenda, itself. yeah, tell us about yeah. cooter. Cooter Myers. <laughs> Cooter Myers. Yeah, Cooter Myers. He was the fifth uh, member of the Sweat Hawks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Cut after uh, the pilot. You know, I had no idea Horshack was gay, but I had the biggest crush on him in middle school. Oh, do you think that's what drove him over the edge? Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, well, yeah. that'll be fun. I like that we somehow even if we had done the pop culture references of our youth, we would have been like 20 years out of touch, but we're like, fuck it. We're just going to double down on 70. Shit. <laughs> and this is an episode about welcome back. Cotter. And Kiss. <laughs> Maybe you should title this one, like rehashing the, the seventies or something or something, something funny, not like that, but better. Um, but yeah, I mean, for anachronisms, we really picked the shittiest decade to relive. <laughs> I'm literally writing down right now to title the episode, Rehashing the End of the 70s or Something or Something Funny. That's just what I'm going to call it. <laughs> something, something dark side. Uh, so are you guys doing like a, a family costume? I mean, at this point, you can do like the Incredibles or... Ugh. No, we, no. I mean, we haven't even planned the cost. No, no, actually, Harper just wants to go as Chalice from Cupheads. Um, wow. Yeah. And, you know. Is that one of the two Cupheads? She's like the girl Cuphead who actually turns out to be a ghost and she's got this whole musical number. Way and the, to spoil the game for me. I'm going to spoil the game. It's spoilers. Yeah, she's a girl Cuphead. <laughs> Can't believe. <laughs> Um, and Harper just loves her and all she needs is like a blue skirt and a black leotard and for us to make her head look like a cup for those uh, that don't know Cuphead is like this tough as nails video game it's got to be pushing almost 10 years ish at this point at least like five years old I've never played it I've just heard it's like obnoxiously difficult uh, which at the age of 41 I don't need out of my video games like the last video game i truly gave a fuck about was animal crossing <laughs> where the worst thing that could happen is like you fucked up catching a rare fish but uh yeah it's got like two little animated critters that literally are anthropomorphic <laughs> cups kind of right or they're human beings with cup heads no so. they're like so the whole thing has a very betty boopish vibe where yes. it's like emulating the style of the old max fleischer cartoons they're like yeah they basically look like bimbo like they have human bodies but they have cup heads and mm -hmm. um you know there's lots if of they look like bimbo they also got giant <laughs> You clearly do not know your Betty Boop. <laughs> no, I didn't. Bimbo is a guy. Oh. Male, they were male bimbos back then. It's also a line of Spanish baked products, I think. <laughs> it is. I saw that once, and I mm -hmm. took a picture of it at the supermarket um, in the infant days of Instagram, because I was like, this is the most clever thing ever. 
And then it was just a bunch of replies like, check your privilege, Caucasian. No, it was actually like two likes and no one gives a shit because everyone <laughs> takes pictures like that and posts them on Instagram back in 2012 and thought it was clever. Um, but yeah, the, the whole video game has got this very Betty Boopish vibe. It's impossible to be because you can only get hit like three times before you die. Yeah. Um, and then they also made a spin-off cartoon recently, which is why the game got sort of like renewed interest and attention was like Netflix produced a Cuphead show. So, you know, Jason was watching it because he knew the game and Harper became obsessed with the show. And now she's obsessed with the game, which is fun because, as you said, it's impossible to beat even at 41. So when you're eight, you really have an axe to grind. Oh, yeah. I. <sighs> I mean, you might not have the hand-eye at that age, but I got to feel not that much older is a stage for it because it's just this insane amount of, like, rote memorization Mm -hmm. to each stage. Be like, the bullet comes here, this flies here, yada, yada, and so on and so forth. And it's like, at 41, playing a game like that, you're like, God, I really got better things to do in this world. (laughs) You know, like, fuck. It's Sonic the hedgehog in that way where a lot of it is just knowing what to anticipate and when to anticipate it and the timing of the interface. And I feel like that's 90% of all games because, like, what's this company that makes these games that are just really hard for no reason where it's like, oh, it rains wolves on you from the sky and you only know because you sort of hear the wolf, but you have to like learn to know. the. And it's like, so 90% of this is just devoting the time to learning the signals to react accordingly. And then once you develop those reflexes, it's really hard for games to keep people interested. It's like all you have is the element of surprise. Yeah. Any horror. That's hey. my take on gaming, even though I don't do none. It's hard to game slide. Yeah. Uh, well, shall we? Do you have to boogie? Shall we? We'll boogie. We can boogie, right? Yeah. This was a substantial. It was. Of obnoxiousness. To... I will. I will leave you to go put more anti-desiccates in your vagina. So, <laughs> if you ever spread your labia again, it sounds like a glow stick cracking. I want to squirt dust. (laughs) And your glow stick trivia of the day, that is what they use to make the Predator's blood. (laughs) There you go. Oh, by the way, real fast. I I saw both the Prey, the Predator sequel, and the new Hellraiser on Hulu. Oh, how were they? Uh, Prey was fucking killer. Prey was so good. Okay. I absolutely loved it. I mean, like, I gotta say, objectively, maybe the best since the first. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Predator 2 because it's got, like, Danny Glover and Bill Paxton and all that shit. But, like, maybe not the best film. But cheesy, fun. And all the other Predators have really sucked balls since then. <laughs> like, this one was fucking killer. Absolutely. Give it a shot. A little violent. It's fucking Predator. What you gonna do? Yeah. But, exactly. like, good flick. Uh, the new, uh, what's it, uh, Hellraiser? Ah, all right. I was never, like, the hugest Hellraiser beyond the first. I thought the first one was okay. I always feel like horror movies outside The Exorcist get graded on such a curve. Like, it's (laughs) like watching, like, a kindergartner's play where, like, then you have to just be like, oh, oh, good job, sweetie. Oh, you really tried there, didn't you? I mean, Hellraiser's really just a feat of makeup. Um, So you got to appreciate that where it's like, ooh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like Pam Adlon's kid looks okay. She's the star in it. She's got that fucking. Okay. She's got that dog shit Gen Z haircut. I'm like, I'm unfamiliar, but I'll take your word for it. Is that part of the? <laughs> is that like they've got Pinhead and then some awful Gen Z haircut, and that's supposed to be the terrifying thing? Yeah, very much. It's just him <laughs> killing all these Gen Z like uh, kids, like uh, the Adlon's brothers and a gay couple. Um, you know, is the whole movie just Pam Adlon's family? <laughs> I hope, yeah. Like, I just want, like, a director's cut where it's 46 minutes of Pam Adlon talking as Bobby Hill for some reason. <laughs> that would bring me such delight. No, you know what it is? Every woman born, like, 96, 90, let's say 95 onward, who's got even mildly curly hair, really mm-hmm. just has Ellen Ripley's haircut from, like, the first two aliens. <laughs> like it's just that like short poofy i know it's stylish but please understand it's still hideous kind of look <laughs> like god just everything about fashion right now is so fucking unflattering I, i'll just leave it at that but like fuck don't wear jeans that just might as well be called like fupa brand jeans you know like can we just can we make it look like i'm in my second trimester you know it's really a testament to how much gen z must hate their parents for them to like reject skinny jeans and wear those just so goddamn unflattering oh oh Oh, I can't. I mean, yeah, you know, I'll still bang a 25-year-old. What? Of course. I mean, the jeans come off, but, you know. Exactly. The jeans come off, and she (laughs) can lie on her back, and I can pretend I didn't see what I saw. Uh, Uh, Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, there's your movie review. (laughs) Let's end on us both being creeps about 25-year-olds in their jeans. (laughs) All right, uh, Molly, you did some appearances on some other pods. Uh, I, yes, I very publicly podcucked you with uh, more famous comedians. Oh, God, yeah. I, I'm I can't sorry. wait I'm, to eat that was pod very, cream It was pie. very out in the open. <laughs> uh, everyone knew. Let's um, discuss those next episode, but also, do you want to plug them now, or should I just include links sure. in the episode? Yeah, if or? you um, be hilarious if I just hung up right now. <laughs> just hang up right now just to be petty. Um... <laughs> Yes, so I was on the Comedy Cellar show with um, Dave Juskow. Ew. And, uh, Just go and... download that one now. All right. <laughs> he also has a very funny movie on Amazon. Um, what is it called? It's, a, it's an indie movie that he made that's about the Cars band, and it was called... Um, turbocharged the unauthorized story of the cars. And okay. it's like, it should be on Adult Swim. It's fucking hilarious. Um, it's him and his friends pretending to be the cars. H. John Benjamin's in it. They have this framing device that's like the claymated Rudolph movie where like Dr. Katz does the Burl Ives snowman. Like, it's just fucking amazing. If you yeah. like getting high and watching ridiculous low budge movies, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, and then the other pod I did was Friends Like Us podcast with Marina Franklin and um, also Dave Juskow and Evelyn Frick. And that 
that's up and was amazing. Marina Franklin's like a really hilarious comedian. Um, you know, she's performed with Amy Schumer. She's done television multiple times. And um, I was really honored that she had me on the show. Oh, well, I bet they loved you because you're funny as fuck. Yeah. Thank and you. When you I mean, dress I'm like a like playmate, it's just to be a sexy pod. whore. <laughs> I'm a pod whore. Yes. Um, uh, good. And- Send me that info and I'll put it in the episode. And if anyone made it to the end, you can listen to Molly elsewhere. <laughs> For those of you with a cast iron stomach. <laughs> All right, Heckerling. Let's do another one of these in a couple days. Okay, Papa. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.